Bahaloischa Rishon, chapter eight, verse four, Perikhas Pasakalov. Vaidaber Hashem el Moshe Leimer, and Hashem says, speaks to Moshe, saying, Pasuk Beis Daber el Aaron, speak to Aaron. Hashem is saying to Moshe to speak to Aaron. Vamarta elov, and you shall say to him. Again, I point out many, many times in the pasuk I see it says Daber el Aaron vamarta elov. Why does it have to say Vamarta love? It says Daber el Aaron baloishchasaneres. Rashi in Pashas Emer, Rashi made a, a, an issue about that. Rashi says Emer vaamarta lahazir gedolim alaktanim. But I've noticed that in many, many psukim, Rashi doesn't say anything in all the places where it says, okay, over there it's Emer vaamarta. But what's the chilling between Emer obne Aaron vaamarta leim? Here it's Daber el Aaron vaamarta love. So it also seems to be superfluous, extra word, but that's the way the Pasuk speaks. So, Daber al-Arim amarta ilov, ba'aloyscha es ha'neiros, when you light up the lamps, el-mul p'nei ha'menoyro, ye'irushiv es ha'neiros, that the uh, seven lamps shall shine towards the face of the menoyro. The face of the menoyro means the middle of the menoyro, that's the face of the menoyro. So that those on the right side are facing to the middle, and those on the left side facing to the middle. That's how the candles will see. We'll see in the Rashi. Um, this Sivu you find already in, uh, in Pasha's Truma, when the Menorah was constructed. In Pasuk Lamed Beis, uh, over there in Perik Chav Hei, the Pasuk over there says um, that... Um, the pasuk Lamed Zayin. The pasuk says, "Vosisos neresah shiva, velos neresah." Then it says, "Veheir eleiver poneho." It says, "Veheir eleiver poneho." Rashi touched over there. Asay pisheches haneiros shabaroshe hakanim. You make the openings of the six neiros that are on the top of these branches. Hayetzim mitzudeo that go out from the pnei amenoda. Mesubim klabem tzoi. They should be tilted. Leaning towards the middle one, so that the natives will be when you light them, meet him el aver poneho. So he's telling you that they should be leaning over there. So So I just want to say, so this this what the pasuk is saying over here is actually um, uh, in the way they constructed the. Um, the the Mishkan lechatchila the the Menorah lechatchila that it would shine the Shivas Aneiros. Okay, let's see the Rashi. Baalois Chazak Rashi Lomu Nismacha Parshas Menorah leParshas Anesim. Why did the Torah write this portion of the Menorah to the portion of the Nesim? Now, why is Rashi asking why is it written? I mean, maybe this is when the order the way Hashem says says told it to him. In the previous parsha, we learned that they built, that they made the uh, the nesim were makriv when they inaugurated the mishkan. The nesim were makriv, the korbanis. the The mishkan was constructed on um, the mishkan was constructed finally on Aleph Nisan, as we learned. In the previous parsha, we learned by Hebeim Kalais Moshe. So I think they just uh, the um, um, it would seem like the the um, the korbanis that they brought were brought starting from Rosh Chodesh Nissan, 
right? So that was brought from the first day of Nisan until the twelfth day of Nisan, which all the Nisim brought. Now, I would think, took, had to take place before, because Hashem was saying to Moshe to speak to Aaron, it had to take place uh, before the first day, before Rosh Chodesh. It had to take place before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Because how was Aaron going to light the menorah the first day? The first seven days, Moshe Rabbeinu served as the Koyen. Moshe Rabbeinu did all the Avedis in the Mishkan. But how were they going to light the very first day? So this Sivui of Hashem came before the Nisim were Makrif. Here we learned already the Nisim were Makrif. So... I think Rashi is saying, why did the Torah place this Parsha? Uh, I have to look at the Mepharsha, but why did the Torah place this Parsha? Which is really came before, because Baloyz was the first day. So, L'Chayda Arin already lived in there. So the Eivishter was telling him. Now, the passage that we learned before, that was written by the construction of the Mishkan, uh, like when they made the Menorah, all the construction that was said by Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu, was where that was that was apparently that was done on Har Sinai, that was the Moshe on Har Sinai. Then they actually told them all these different things that they should make for the Mishkan, and Moshe Rabbeinu related to them when he came down. Um, so over there already we have already the Tzivui, as I mentioned before, where Hashem said a mup a labor ponel. But um, now in Parshas Vayakhel, when the Torah talks about over there, the Torah doesn't mention this this detail that they were made uh, uh, but it's mashma from the um, it's almost mashma from the parsha in, in 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 Truma that it was constructed in such a way that the menorah, the kalim of the menorah, the bazichim, the 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 holders, the neiros themselves were placed in such a way that they were tilting towards the. I guess towards the uh, middle of the menorah. So, I mean, if Aaron, it almost seems like if Aaron would just light it up, it would automatically go that way because that's the way they were tilting. They were towards the menorah. Apparently, he still could make it. I mean, because we have an extra tzivui telling Aaron that he should make sure that as if this, this is what the Torah is telling him. When he lights the menorah, he should see to it, it looks like. That a It's not just telling him a fact that it will the night the menorah will shine a It's telling him that it's going to happen. It's my love, Darden. They should shine that way so that it's up to him to see that he should do that. That's what's mashma. But in any event, all this seems like Hashem was telling him before he came to light the menorah. It makes sense that this took place before Rishchaydish Nisan. But in the Torah, it's mentioned after the Parsha Nisim over here. So what, why would the Torah make it close to the Parsha Nisim? So in other words, Hashem apparently, I'm, I'm assuming that way, I'm just learning, I'm not sure, we've got to look at the Mephoshim, but, but Hashem told it to him before the Nisim. The Torah put it in next to the Parsha Nisim, the Fishak Shara, Arin Chanukas Hanisim, because the Torah has a message here, because when Arin saw the... Uh, the dedication of the Nisim that when the Nisim brought for the inauguration of the Mishkan, the Kabbonis, so he got 
his mind he was uh, he felt uh, felt bad. Because he wasn't with them, he didn't. He was the leader of his tribe, but he wasn't with them, not in the uh, inauguration, not in the Chanukah. Not him and not his tribe. So Amar Baruch Hashem said to him, In other words, uh, by your life, Yours is greater than theirs. They theirs. So you are uh, lighting, and you are fixing the neiris. Uh, Rashi uses the word native after madlik because first you fix the neiris. No, but madlik and then native. In other words, after you do that locker, then you fix the neiris. So fixing the neiris is greater than the carbon that they brought to the uh, to the mishkan. Now that's why the Torah placed it over here. But in other words. Uh, Hashem is sort of telling him by placing it over here when did he feel bad? he must have felt bad afterwards when they brought when they brought it or maybe he knew that they were going to bring it so when Hashem told it to him earlier because he told him how to do it the Torah places it over here to send a message that this was Hashem's way of telling him that he shouldn't be bad feel bad because it comes after everybody does the work. Hashem is saying to them, they can do whatever they want, but what you're doing is more important. I place it in the other words, the more important thing comes last, is nismach at the end. That's how we know that it's more important. How do we know, how does this, how do we have a hint from the smichas that shall God Where does it say the smichas? Because maybe because because it comes at the end. So we tell you what they did, you should know, what you're doing is even greater. So this is the message from Hashem. Hashem told him before because he needed to know how to light the menorah. But this is Hashem telling him, comforting him. Okay, we're going to look at the Mepharshim. No, because he felt bad that they weren't part of it. Because his tribe wasn't part of it. Wasn't part of the of the Kravos and the Sim. You know. Yes, Aaron was at the head of the tribe. Moshe Rabbeinu was Klal Yisrael. He was the leader of Klal Yisrael. Actually, Rashi brought down earlier in Perik Hay, Bamidbar Perik Hay, Posig Beis. Rashi brings down Ushmoyne Parshius Nemru Bei Biyoyim Kidi Isa B'Mesachte Gitim B'Perik Hanizokin Samach Aleph. That there were eight Parshius said over there in that day, as the Gemara says in Perik Hanizokin. So in the Gemara Hanizokin over there, it's Mavur. It's explained that the Parshius Nedus were actually said on that day on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So it turns out that the uh, Parshish HaMenoret actually took place at the time of the, uh, of the Nisim. The way the order that it seems like it took place was that um, the Nisim on their own went and they decided to bring, when B'yayim Kalois Moshe, as the Pasuk says in Perik Zayim, Pasuk Aleph, when Moshe finished, and he finally raised the Mishkan, and Rosh Nisan, at that that point, the um, the Nisim, by Yakrivu Nisi Yisrael, they had the uh, the uh, desire to bring a uh, something for the Chanukah Samizbeach. And as Rashi points out in Posik Gimel, per example, Posik Gimel, in the Rashi by Kirivu Oisim with Fnei Mishkan, that Moshe didn't accept it. Meyodom at Shenemer Loimipi Hamokim. 
So Hashem told them, so they came on their own, and but Hashem Moshe didn't accept it until Hashem said to him to accept it. So first, what they offered were these, and then Rashi explains over there that they brought this because they were late, and they brought at the end the Nidvus HaMishkon, so by the Chanukah HaMizbeach, they wanted to bring first by the Chanukah HaMishkon, and what they brought originally, apparently, was the Agolis and the Bokor, and that was used for carrying the Mishkan. That was the first step. What they wanted, decided to bring the gift of their own. And then Moshe Rabbeinu says in Pasuk Vav, in Pasuk Dav, Yemer Hashem and Moshe Lamer, Kach that he should take it from them. So now, they came on their own, and Hashem says to him, take it from them, I agree. And Vayikach Moshe Sa'agolis. Now, afterwards, in Pasuk Yud, we read, Vayakriva Nesim Eschanukes HaMizbech, now they're bringing... A, a dedication for the Mizbech, they're bringing Karbonis on the Mizbech. In addition to what they had at first in mind to have the Agolis and the Bakr to carry the loads of the Mishkan, they came up with the idea of having the first Karbonis on the Mizbech. And then Rashi says again, by Vayakriva Nesimas Karbonum Lifneha Mizbech that originally they didn't bring, they first brought all, apparently they brought all the Karbonis. And Moshe Rabbeinu did not accept it from them until Hashem told him to go ahead and accept it to him, as the Torah says, uh, And as Rashi points out, we still didn't know exactly what order, the order of birth or the order of the Tegolim, until Hashem later on explains to him. Now, from this all it seems that the initiation for both, first for the Argolis and the Bokor, and then for the Karbonis, that came from the Nisim themselves. They were misnadev. And now we understand why Moish, why Aaron felt bad, because when he saw the Chanukah Hanesim, so he felt bad. Now Rashi uses the word Chanukah Hanesim. Chanukah over here in our Rashi. Does Rashi mean all the Chanukas HaMishkon and the Chanukas HaMizbeach? Rashi doesn't say neither Chanukas HaMizbeach or the Chanukas HaMishkon. As we mentioned, there's two parts. There's one, the Agolis and the Bokar, and then there was the actual Korbanus that they brought Eon the Mizbeach and uh, Karis Kesav Achas and uh, Malayim Soilus and there was Karbonis there, there was there were other things also and what they brought it, they were also not everything went on the Mizbeach but some of it uh, stayed in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Mishkan but still the um, um, there were two, two sections to it as, as indicated earlier and so it's Mashma when Aaron saw the Chanukah and his seam he felt bad, was because it was nobody else's fault, but rather was his own, because he just didn't, he wasn't there to participate with them. And now, it looks like from, that they all brought from the Rashi Yud, in Posik Yud, that first they all brought all their gifts together, and they brought it to the Mishka. And then Hashem says to Moshe, No, we're not going to bring it all in one day, but should be one at a time. So it took later on 12 days. 
Now, that took through Yudbeis Nisan. They started on Rishchidosh Nisan. As Rashi says over there, at the end of Parshas Nosoi, that it was immediately on the first day that they brought it, they were makrim. As Rashi says in Pasuk Peidalet, Perik Zayin, Zayz Chanukas HaMizbeach, B'yoyimim Moshach Oisoi, and Rashi says that, and as Rashi explains over there, even though later on it says that is talking about after the Meshicha, as Rashi explains over there in Pasuk, in Pasuk Pei But so we see that the first carbon was right then. Now, so here when we say that when Aaron saw the Chanukah Sanesim, we're not talking about that he saw them actually bringing for 12 days. Because as we pointed out, Rashi says that the eight parshas were said under Shchidosh Nisan. So that means that the, this parsha of Baalois Chosanedis, when Hashem was telling it to, uh, to Aaron, when Moshe was saying, when Hashem was saying to Moshe, the Dabar al-Aaron, so he was actually telling this to him on Rishchidosh Nisan. And that was one of the eight parshias. And the reason why Moshe Aaron felt bad at that particular time is because he saw all the Chanukah Samizbeach that they brought, and the Chanukah Samizbeach that was brought on the first, the very first day of Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So this Pasuk was then told to him. Now, why is Rashi then asking Loman Nismucha? So, now, the parsha goes through what took place in the 12 days. Maybe it would be more appropriate to put the Pasik if uh, we're talking about when this took place, Dabir uh, al-Arin took place in that day, so maybe it would be more appropriate to have written the Parshas Baha'u And that was written, why was it done in that day? Because, why did Hashem tell him then Baha'u because it was important for Moshe Rabbeinu to uh, instruct what needs to be done as the Mishkan is erected for that day. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu should have uh, right, we should read about the Parshish Ba'aloischa, what he should do uh, to uh, do the Mishkan. So, Maybe he should have said it, he should tell them, you know, he needs to know how to do the Avoidah. Now, the question really is, in the seven days of the Miluyim, in which Moshe Rabbeinu served as the Koyen, he lit the menorah, he did all the Avoidahs, so it would have lit the menorah too. Uh, so, Maybe by Dabra Shema Moshe Leimoir would have been appropriate to tell Moshe Rabbeinu before, but Moshe Rabbeinu was told in Parshas uh, Truma, uh, basically a Mupre Amnera Yirushiv so he knew about this. Um, but this was apparently the Zaretz Bishas Maise when it was connected to Aaron's beginning of the service. So maybe that's why Rashi thinks that B'yom Kalois Moshe should have been said over there, right after B'yom Kalois Moshe, before we're starting to tell you the Nisim, because their gift has to do with later on, with uh, carrying the um, the Mishkan when it was taken apart, and also the inauguration 
of the Mishkan, which came up on their own, uh, maybe they should have, uh, the Pasuk should have written it, or not only should have written it, maybe it happened beforehand, uh, that the Hashem Sibu came before the uh, story with the Nesim, that Hashem told earlier to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Parsha Baalo Yishcha, and then Rashi says, to tell you that it came after is sort of telling you that even though it was said before, but it's placing it afterwards uh, to tell you that he felt bad as if he is after seeing what they were doing. Uh, that's why it comes afterwards. And uh, and that's why, if the Torah would have just written Baha'u'llah before, we wouldn't get this message uh, that Shalchagodelmashalahem. But from the fact that Hashem is giving him a message over here, it almost seems like, when Hashem is saying to him, it almost seems like. This is not only is the Torah telling us by Dabra Shabal Moshe Lema writing it after the Parshas Nesim to give this message, but actually it happened after the Nesim. Now it didn't have to happen after the twelfth day because we know that this happened on Rishchaydish Nisan and that they took him twelve days to bring it. But we're talking about after their first bringing it to the Mishkan, which was. Uh, right on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and Hashem is saying to him, "Shalcha Godel Mishalahem." So that's why Hashem waited with this parsha to uh, uh, to say it over there. But if the truth is that it took place, that um, I mean, why would why would not Hashem say it, David uh, El Aaron? Beforehand, because Golovi Yudua that Aaron is not going to participate, it seems like um, if the order should really be right in the beginning, um, so why did Hashem give him a message before Aaron was able to see that he's not participating? But let him out, maybe he will participate. But apparently, it was known already that he's not going to participate. So then, why does he have to feel bad? and not participate, why doesn't he participate, and then he won't have to feel bad. So, apparently, the Hashem waited uh, for him, and Hashem, why Taka didn't he participate? Apparently, he thought that that wasn't something that he needed to do, which we need to look into. But at the end of the day, when everybody did it, and everybody on their own came, and Hashem accepted it, maybe he felt bad. And then Hashem tells him, at that point, Daber Shulcha Godlum Shulahem. And uh, is it, or maybe it actually took place before Hashem's Tzivui, and the Ebishter is placing it here because to tell us this thing that it's Shulcha Godlum Shulahem is Hashem's way of placing it in the Chomish this way, not because. Hashem is actually telling him this later on after he's feeling bad. But in any event, whether Hashem actually told him beforehand, and it's only that the Pasuk wrote it over here, or actually Hashem is actually telling it to 
uh, Aaron at this point over here. Uh, this is when Hashem is telling him after the Vayakrivu, when they brought Anushchaydish Nis and all the Nisim brought together, um, the Torah waited till writing it here, or Hashem waited till telling him here because Hashem wanted to give him uh, this message that and from the fact that it was not placed in the proper place, which means either it was play, it was said before and it was placed in the Chumash in this spot, or it was actually taking place at this spot when Adab Hashem al so that means that Hashem is giving him a message over here. So what kind of a message would Hashem be giving him over here? So Rashi says that it's uh, to, uh, if we would say that the Pasuk just placed it over there, maybe because to tell him that he was, uh, that it wasn't good for him, that he should feel Chalishu's Das, A, it doesn't really make sense. But if there is a message, we probably have to say that it is because Hashem was giving him an encouragement, trying to figure out, as we were discussing, how do we really know from the placement over here that it's because if there is a message that Hashem is placing it over here, and this is apparently a great zuchus telling Arin, so whether the Pasuk is saying it over here, or whether it actually happens over here, this is a tremendous chizuk for Arin. And Rashi is just mechadish, so we know that Shalchog Gedoyla we know. But Rashi is mechadish over here that since it's in our place, it's a message that Shalchog Gedoyla Mishalah. Behaloischa, Zukht Rashi al Shem Shahalav Oyla. Because the flame goes up. When you light the flame, the flame goes up. Kosu Badla Kosu Noshin Aliyah. So when you light them, he uses the language of when you bring them up, meaning because the flame goes up. Because one needs to uh, light it. Until the flame will go by itself. What does it mean? Sometimes you can light it and walk away. You don't wait till it gets started. You have to. It's not the mitzvah just to light it and then walk away. It's out. Okay, I lit it and then it went out. You have to light it and wait until the flame starts going up by itself. So that's why the Pesach is saying, that when you bring it up, you have to bring up the flame. It's not just lighting it, but make sure that the flame is burning. And further, our teachers learned from this Pesach, from here we see, there was a step in front of that on it, the Koyen would stand to prepare the lamp. Apparently, to light the lamp, you can light from far. But to clean the lamp, you need to be able to get into and to clean it. Rashi just says, He had to get up over there and be able to clean it out. So you had to stand on a step. So, means when you go up. Now, even though the Pasuk over here doesn't talk about the Atovah Saneris, the Torah only says, But lighting the Menorah. But over here, when you go up on the steps, as a natives to take care of the natives, it's just telling him mupnei of shalanayim. But somehow over here it's also hinted that tovas natives. What does a mupnei amenayim mean? A mul neidhaim tsoi, that's towards facing the middle uh, lamp. She'einoi bekanim. That's not out of the branches. Ela beguf shalanayim. That's the body of the menayim. So there it should lie towards it. Yoiru shivas anayim. The seven natives shall shine. So trashi shisha shal sheishes akonim. 
the six that are on the six branches, they should write, they should light. So, it says, Yo'iru, because the Pasik says, Yo'iru Shiva Sanatis. All the sevens should light towards the Pneakonim. So Rashi teaches that it means the six that are six Akonim, they should face so that the seven Menorahs will be by the Mulpnea Menorah. Shloisha Mizrochim Penim Lemulam Tsoi, the three on the east side, they face towards the middle one. Apsilis Shabayan, that's the wicks that's in them. So this is different than what we learned over there. Over there Rashi says the Nairis were Musabis. It looked like the holders themselves were tilted towards that side. Here we're saying that the wicks were tilted. And maybe this is the separate tzivuy over there was mainly on the construction. But here they had to addition make also the wicks going that way. And also the three western ones, the head of the wick should be towards the middle one. Now, why was this important? You see Take very over there in the Rashi in, in Truma, Rashi is only talking about the natives over there. He doesn't mention Psilas at all. He just says that the natives uh, should be tilted towards them. Over here Rashi doesn't say about the natives. Here Rashi is talking about the Psilis. Because apparently the natives was part of the construction. Helped facilitate this. But then you needed also the uh, the wicks themselves. So we had, uh, Rashi the Amarovim, also the three to the west, Rashi Apsilis Lamulam Tsoi, the top of the wicks went towards the middle, towards the middle one. Velamo, so why was it Takadon? So they shouldn't say that he needs the light. El went, if, if Hashem needs the light, sort of, if the purpose of the Menorah was to bring light in the, in the, in the Hechel, because Hashem sort of needs light, then you make light, it should go all over. You don't have everything shine in one direction. Shining towards the middle means it's not for the purpose of having light in the, in the Hechel, but it's rather, it's for it to go over there. It's just for the mitzvah of Hashem, and Fakert, you know, Rashi doesn't say it, but for the light from the Mishkan went out to, to the rest of the world, not Ebishter doesn't need the light of the of the Mishkan. Pasi Gimel, Vayaz Kein Arin, so Arin did so, Elmul Pnei HaMenoira, towards the face of the Menoira, Helo Neiru So, he brought up the candles, so here we see Helo also, the word Helo, here it's hard to say, it goes on the step, but you know, as the second shot Rashi says, but here, he brought up, he made them come up. Like Hashem instructed Moshe. Now, when was this done by Yaskei Arin? Again, this is also supports the idea, I think. Arin did so in the first time when he led the Menorah, which was on Rosh Chaydesh Nisan. That's when the Menorah was, and the Chanukah was made to place later, later than that. So Arin did so in the first time, in the first opportunity. This tells us Arin's uh, praise. Shalishina that it didn't change. Um, what is the um, what is the such a praise for Arin over here that it didn't change? I mean, why? I mean, Hashem said to do so. He did so. What, what, what's so? What's so? Uh, the, the only prat, the only detail that we're saying that Arin did so that the pasuk mentions is a That's what the pasuk. Mentions here by Loish Chasanedus El Mul Pnei Amenoira, and he did so Aaron. And he, what did he do? He played the Mul Elosnedus. So it seems almost like Aaron could have been tempted to change. The Torah tells us Shvachas Laaron Shalishina. 
you know, maybe because Adam would have thought the way to light the menorah is to put it all over, not to do like uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said. Shalashina from what Moshe told him, or Shalashina from what Hashem told Moshe, meaning to say the praise consists on that he listened to Moshe, or the praise consists on that he listened to Akadosh Baruch. I mean, what would be the uh, thing? Or what would he do otherwise? I mean, what was such a difficulty in doing otherwise? I'm trying to think, maybe because this was not the ordinary way to do it, so Ari could have maybe argued that Moshe Rabbeinu saying this is not the right thing to do, to put it in the way that it should go towards the face of the Menorah. You light each one. should have its own candles. Okay, I think there's a sikh of the Rebbe on this. Um, I have to look up, look up the Farshim and the Rebbe Sikhim. Pasuk Dalit, v'zeh ma'isei ha'menoira, and this again now the the the, the pasuk tells you about the way the menoira was done. It was miksha zohov, it was hammered out of gold. Ad yirecha, ad pircha, the uh, base, uh, including the base, including the flower, meaning from the biggest detail of it, it had a base in the bottom, until the flower, which is a small detail. Miksha he was all hammered out from the one piece of wood. Kabare Asher Hera Hashem as Moshe, like the image that Hashem showed Moshe, came also as a menorah. So he did the menorah. Now who's also as a menorah over here? So came also as a menorah. So in Pasha it says that Moshe Rabbeinu did so. We'll see in Rashi, but also in, in the. Um, in the Rashi, in Pashas Truma, Rashi already also spoke over there about the fact that um, that in the Pasuk Lamad Aleph, it says over there, Miksha Teose HaMenoira. Oh, it doesn't say Tas HaMenoira, it says Teose, it shall be made. And Rashi says Me'elo. Over there also, Rashi says, V'sha Yemashim is Kashabo, Omla Kaddish Baruch, Ha'atzlech HaZakik HaLa'ir, V'inas is Me'elo. Hashem says, throw into the fire, and it's brought by, and it'll be... Uh, but it's made by itself. That's what Rashi brings down the right from the beginning. Over there in Pasuk Mem, in Perak Lamed Vov, over there it says, Here it's also, Over there it says, In the image that you were shown on the mountain. And the mountain meaning when he was up there, Hashem was showing him, when Hashem was teaching him that when he should make the menorah, the tzivu ha-menorah, they used to show them also on the mountain, Bahar, that's what it says in the Pesach over there. While he was on the mountain, they used to show them over there exactly how to make it. So, but over there, Rashi says, Re'ei kan Bahar tab nishanim ara tells him, so that's Ebishter talking to him on the on the mountain, say to Re'ei, look now here, the Rashi says, Vasei, and then you go, and David to show them a Menorah Shalash, and Moshe had a hard time seeing it. And we'll see soon what Rashi says over here. That's what Rashi says over there in Pasha's Truma. Rashi, Posik Dalet, Vize Maisa Menorah, and this is the Maisa Menorah, Zakt Rashi, Sheher Ewa Kodesh Baruchu Be'etzba. Hashem showed him with his finger. Uh, that lotion, Urei uh, Vasei, over there it doesn't say Vizeh. Over there it just say Urei. 
רי כאן בהור, תמנו שאני אמר איסכו, בדלושן זה, רש"י אדס דה וורדס, תראה הקדוש ברוך הוא באצבע, שלפי שנזכר שבו, because he had difficulty over there, so the אבשטר was showing him, וזה, let's see, that he should, he point of view, this is the מייסא מנוידו. And then it says, מיקשו, so רש"י בדאץ בלאז, that's אוסוי בהקוה, that is made uh, by banging out, Loshen Dol Lidon Action. Uh, it's a language from Dol Lidon Action, banging, you know. Rashi uh, Bemson types the word Miksha also before. Rashi types it before also in, in, in Truma, in Posik Lamadalev. Again, we have to, uh, Rashi brings down the Posik there also Dol Lidon Action from Daniel. Uh, and uh, Rashi says here, Asher shel kikar zovhoi, so there was a block made out of a uh, kikar. Now, so far, in this Pasuk over here, I don't think we didn't say yet that it was, that it was the, that the size that it was a kikar. But over there it says uh, kikar zov in, in, um, in, um, in Pasuk uh, Truma, in Pasuk Truma. Rashi says there was an ashes, ashes means a block, a block of gold, shall kikar zov, I saw. It was a block of a, a kikar, umakish bekurnus, and, um, umakish um, bekurnus means that uh, he bangs, he bangs with the, with the hammer, bechoitech, and he cuts the uh, chashil, with the chashil, that's a tool, uh, to stretch out the the limbs of the menorah as they need to be. The nasi the It wasn't made limbs limbs by uh, connecting. Rashi over there in Pesach Lametes in Perik Rashi says that the kikarzov was the menorah together with the kalim. All the kalim of the menorah too equaled one kikarzov. Um, but I guess it started over here in the Rashi. It almost seems like just the menorah itself was of a kikar zov, because Rashi says Asher shall kikar zov. I saw umakish bekurnus v'chaytel bekash bekash. But the Emerson is that it wasn't the menorah itself was less than a kikar, because according to Rashi, it was with all the kelim. It was a, a kikar, right? So you had the Malkachel, the Yad, the Malkachel, Machtisel. You had the different scaling that you used for the Menorah. Together they were all a kicker. So you, you have to say you had a block of a kicker zov, and that was stretched out, or Rashi's Lavdavke kicker zov a little less, whatever the Kalim was. Rashi's just giving you Be'erach. Uh, or maybe they started off with ashes and then they cut away for the Kalim, they had to cut away. Just pointing out, Rashi says over there that it was with the Kalim. Ad Yerecha Ad Pircha, until the Yerecha, meaning including the base. So Rashi Yerecha, he has Sheda Sha'ala Raglaim. That the Yerecha is the, uh, it was a hollow box which was above the legs. They had like three legs, the legs on it, and then they had like a shape like a box, it was hollow. A hollow, it was hollow. Kiderech Menores Keser Shalifnei Asorim. Like the uh, silver menorahs in front of the uh, nobles, so you know, like our menorahs, you have the menorah inside has like legs, but the, the the base is like the bottom, 
But also it's rounded over there, it was uh, more not the square, the bottom of the menorah. Uh, uh, I'm not sure it was square, but I think the um, sometimes uh, uh, they, they make it like that. No, but it probably was round also the way you know, they have the menorah shaped in uh, the way they use uh, in different places. But um, but that's the uh, the base, uh, called the base, that's the hollow part at the bottom. That's Chok Derech Menorah Keser Shalifnei Hasurim. So what is the meaning? What are the pasuk trying to say? Yerecha Pircha. Tarei Sanges a Klemer Gufa Shemenoru Kula. The entire body of the Menorah, which means including the Yerecha, the bases, which maybe that's not so important. That's just in the bottom of the Menorah. No, that is also. And then a Pircha means V'Chol Atolibu. Everything that's hanging on the Menorah was all made out of Mishachas. And therefore, Ad Yerecha Shu Ever Godel. That's considered a big limb, a big part of Yerecha. Ad Pircha Shu Maizedak. That was also a very small act in it. Everything was hammered out. Uh, the word ad is used including from the godish, including the comma, until including the kerem Ad means until means including that also, including the orchard, the orchard of olives. That's like the image that he was shown. Would Hashem show it to him? Would Hashem show him on the mountain when Hashem was showing him? Would that would Hashem showed him? Kemeshenema says Shmuel Shchavei, Pasuk Mem Urei Vasei B'Tavnisam, and see here and do in the image that you're being showing now in the mountains. So you should do it later on. Now it says Cain also is a menorah, so he made the menorah. Uh, so the, the beginning of the Rashi is a Misha also whoever made it. So what is meaning Pshat is uh, who made it. So this is not talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. So then according to this, so he did, who did, not he. Uh, Moshe so Cain also doesn't go to Moshe but then that would refer to Betzalel um, so what does it mean when it says Niskash Moshe in relating how to even to tell Betzalel how to do it maybe Niskash Moshe or how to do it how to understand exactly how the construction work or how to make it all from Miksha Achas but he went, and he had to relate, so that, that was Niskash Moshe. But who is also a Samanoira, so he made the Menoira? Betzalel, the one who made everything else. But Rashi already said here in the beginning, and Rashi is going to say it again, uh, that it was difficult. But Umedus Agodah, the Agodah Medrash says, that it was done by HaKadosh Baruch by himself. Like I read before from the previous Rashi in Truma, so that's why it doesn't say Taseh, but it says Teoseh. And even though Rashi later on says Ur-Ei Okay, so all the, the, the Psukim over there talk, say you make, you make. So it's talking to Moshe, but it doesn't mean Moshe himself personally made it. It really means that the Betzalel, those who constructed it. Because in Pashas Vayakil, it says, Vayas is a menorah of Torah. 
So it refers to Betzalel. So in, that's why it's a Medrash God in the Pashat. It's Vayasas Amenayre referring to Betzalel. Betzalel made it. Bikshahasas uh, Amenayre. So it says everything that Betzalel made, the whole thing. So in the past of Sukkim, in Vayakhel, when it talks about creating the Menorah in Perik Lamadvav, it talks about that he made it. So that's why Misha also, I mean, Moshe Ben wasn't a party to this, I mean, in the actual construction, because he gave it over, he was told him to give it over to Betzalo. When David was telling to him, I say, Vayas, that, that he should do this, but the Menorah, that didn't mean that was talking to Moshe Ben, but Moshe was supposed to talk, tell this to Betzalo for them to do it. Pasik hey. Hashem says to Moshe speaking, Take the Levim from amongst the rest of the Eden, from the rest of the Eden, and you shall uh, uh, clean them. Make them toil. I'm going to assume that this Tzivui to Moshe followed again before the inauguration of the Mishkan, because as soon as the Mishkan started to work, they needed to, um, they needed to, Levim needed to be in place already, because they needed the help over there with the guarding of the Mishkan, so if the Mishkan was stood up on the Shchodesh, they needed a, so the, 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 clean, the cleansing of the Levim uh, must have taken place at that point. In Parshish Tetzaveh, over there we learned how the Kohanim uh, became Kohanim. Uh, in post, in Peri, starting with Perik Choftes, the Torah talks to Vezah Dova Shatazalem Mekadesh Shaysom Mechayinli. That talks about the Kohanim becoming uh, Kohanim. And then, in Parshish Sav, beginning with Perik Ches, the Torah tells you how. Uh, Again, that he should uh, take Aaron Bono v'sabgodim v'shem anamishcha, and how all the procedure was done till vayiba yemashmini in periktes, which was when the uh, uh, the, the carbonus were brought. That's in parshas shmini, and in parshas bamidbar, we learned about how the levim uh, were counted separately, and then how the levim were. Um, Exchange for the Bechayrim, and they were given to the uh, Kohanim. So, uh, that was, uh, and then the Pasuk went on to talk about uh, other part of the Levim's Avoida of carrying the Mishkon and, and the different numbers also for those who can carry the Chamishim Shloshim. That was in Pash, and the end of the start in Pash, the midway end of Pash is not so. And here the Pasuk is talking about how they made, now the Pesach is talking about how they made the Levim into Levim. But Lechayra, all this had to take place before they stood up the Mishkan so that they can start their service uh, to, to, to serve. The Shomer, the guard, as we learned before, what the job of the Levim was, besides the carrying. Right, in any event, we'll go weiter. Kachas Levim, Zoktrashi, Kochem Bedvorim. He says, take him with words. What do you mean take? How do you take the Levim? Take him with words, you know, the word capture there. How lucky you are that you're going to merit to be servants to Hashem. And so you shall do with them to clean them, to make them pure. Sprinkle them with uh, water, 
uh, of Chatos. And we'll see, uh, the Mer of Chatos, Rashi will say that's the Eifer Paraduma that we hadn't learned yet, that's going to be in Pashas Chukas. So, Lechaira, uh, if they have to sprinkle the Mechatos, so they had to be told already about the Pashas Paraduma beforehand, and they needed to also have that available to sprinkle for the Levim. Uh, they should pass a razor over all their flesh. Uh, and they should wash their garments. And this is all, wash the garments means that the mikveh, and they shall clean themselves. That probably, that means they themselves should go to the mikveh. So they have the mechatos, and they shave the older, older hair, um, and older flesh, the older hair, and then they wash their garments, and they also go to make themselves. The chatos uh, water that is of the ashes of the poro that was mixed with the water, the reason that was used, that was because of the uh, those who contaminated to the dead, they needed that. If they were tummy to maize, they needed that mechatos in order to be clean, because that's how you clean from tumas maize. Is in the third and the seventh day you sprinkle from the from the mechatos. She already brought down in in Bamidbar Perik Zayin in Pasik Aleph that in Rishchodesh Nisan was Kalais Moshe Lahakim B'Sheni Nisrefah Haporo. And the shlishi hizu hazo so that the para was uh, burnt on the second day of Nisan, and the third day was the sprinkling. So this hizale mechatos over here uh, was on the third day of Nisan. Now, apparently, some of them started the service right away. That's why Rashi says to meyemesim shebohem. There were some of them. That were Tommy Mason, and some of them could have started the avoid, avoid the right away. Now, the Levim, since we retired them, and the uh, entire process of the Levim, they needed to be there by Aleph Nisan. So, we have to say that all of the counting of all of the that starts in Bamidbar and Pede Gimel, Pasik Aleph, in which the Pasik starts describing Tildes Aaron Moshe and how you how uh, the Matelevi was uh, brought before Aaron Akoyen, and that uh, the jobs that they would do, and uh, the, then Hashem says how they're going to be exchanged for the Bechayrim, and then Hashem says to count the Bechayrim. Uh, we counted them, we counted the Levim, then we counted the Bechayrim, and then eventually, and they exchanged that we learned, the Bechayrim were exchanged for the Levim. That all seemingly needed to be done prior to Aleph Nisan, because they needed to start to do the work in Aleph Nisan, as we're seeing over here, already by Al by Gimel Nisan, they were being sprinkled already with the uh, Eifer from the Chattas, so that was all done before. Now, uh, and then the, then we, we figured out, when, 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 when Hamishim to Shloishim, all these, these Psukim. And, but the, the Parshas by Midbor begins with Aleph uh, with Aleph uh, Eor. So then what it comes out is um, that uh, the the uh, Shevet uh, Levi 
was counted before all the other Yidin were counted, because all the other Yidin were counted starting from Aleph Ir, as the Pesach says, Be'echad l'chaydesh ha'sheni, b'ashon ha'sheni, mitzrayim. So that's when they were counted, it was Aleph Ir. But by Aleph Nisan, they had to already be counted. But uh, it's mashma from the Psukim, as we read them, that the Bnei Levi were counted following the Bnei Yisrael. And also as the Pesach says, that Royu, that Ligyoni Shel Melech to be counted by himself, it seems like it seems like that they had the uh, special uh, 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 different than the Bnei Yisro, but the Bnei Yisro weren't counted yet at that time. But we have to say that the Bnei Levi Lechay were counted because by Aleph Nisan they needed to be ready to start serving in their job in the Mishkan, and as the Pesukim say here, that this all took place. On by Gimel Nissan, Rashi said at the end uh, they were ready to sprinkle the uh, the Eifer Rapara and the whole Korbanis were meant Vitiharto uh, Oisom the Parshas Aleviim Tiharto Oisom to to take away from the sin of the Bechayim. So that means that the exchange with the Bechayim, everything already took place before, not later on. So they were counted the Bnei Levi before the Bnei Yisrael, but that's not what's Mashman the Psukim and the Pasuk Memtes. Um, uh, states uh, right in the beginning of the parsha in Perik Aleph, Pasik Mamtes, the Torah Pasik says, Aches Mate Levi Loi Tifkoit, Vesoration Loi Tifkoit Besech Bene Yisrael. That is, seemingly, we're counting the Bene Yisrael and they're not included. Uh, so, um, unless this, Vedabar Shem Moshe Leimer, I mean, we're talking about here when the Tzivu Hashem was Be'echad Be'ir. It's not when Moshe Rabbeinu was counting. It was Hashem told him to count at that time. And here by Dabar Hashem as Moshe Leimer, he's saying, Ach, Ach is Mate Levi, meaning, as Rashi says, Ach is a miyut, as Rashi said before in Pasha's Emer, uh, when it talks about Yom Kippur, Ach is coming to be Memayit. So we're Memayit from the rest of the count. So it looks clearly that they were counted after, after the Bnei Yisra. I'm not sure how to sort this out. Also, the Rechagav uh, in 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 Nose in Perik Zion, when we're talking about the Nesim, the Pasik says in Pasik Beis Vayakrivu Nesi Yisrael Roshe Beis Avesom, and this was done on Rishchodesh Iyer and then on Rishchodesh Nissan and to 12, up to the twelve days, as we learned that they were Makriv. Uh, but there, the Pasik used the Loshin Heim Nesi Hamates Heim Haim Dimalapekudim. Uh, they are standing at the Bekudim, so it says, Omdu, it's a past tense, Emoishev Arik Shemones Yisrael. Omdu means uh, that they stood in the past, Shedem Yiyu, but the truth is that that wasn't the past, because the count of that was Ashton Aleph Ir, that it was Yamdu that they were going to. Uh, the Pasuk Holoshen by Yakrivun Nisi Yisrael means that we know already that they were Nisim, and then as we uh, discussed when we were learning in the beginning of Parshat Midbar, it seems that Hashem is first appointing them to be the Nisim over there, those who should be together with the counting. And here, the reference in the Pasuk is as if that took place before, but in truth, took place first, and then the other ones took place. Meaning that first the Nisim uh, brought the Korbanis, and then they went to be counting together the rest of the Bnei Yisrael, which took place later. 
And we have to say that the counting of the Levim had to take place before, because by Echad ben Nisan, uh, they were already metayer over there, and they were on the Shlishi, they sprinkled the offer Aduma, and, and uh, Taras Rashi said. So, I don't know, this has to be still sorted out. But anyways, over here we're talking about the Meit Chatos, as Rashi said clearly in the Parshas Nosebret from the Gemara that this took place, uh, the Hazor took place on the third day of uh, Nisan, and Rashi says it to me Mesim Shabohem because not everybody was to me Mesim. Amongst them were to me Mesim, they needed to sprinkle, but the other ones were already serving at the time as soon as the Beis Amikdosh was, was, uh, was raised on the Aleph Nisan. Following. It seems like we have basically two possibilities to explain it. Either we're going to say that the Levim were counted in time for Rishchodesh Nisan, and the Mashmois of the Psukim before in Parshas Bamidbar that it's a Hemshech to the counting somehow of the Bnei Yisrael, which took place in Rishchodesh Yir, is not to be understood as that. And even though the Torah makes references to the count of the Bnei Yisrael, ach, it's because that's going to happen in the future. So according to this, we will say that they were counted uh, at the time, so that by the time they came to the service, they were already counted of them, and they exchanged the Bechoyim. Maybe the other possibility is to say that actually they were counted after Rishchodesh Ir, together with the Bnei Yisrael over there. And all this that we learned that the exchange and everything Taka took place at that time, that was the formal exchange. But that still doesn't contradict all that we're learning over here of the Taras HaMetzoyda, the Levim begin to service. Maybe all this service in all the years we knew, we had a good idea who were the uh, 30 years old and who are the 25 years old that we'll learn later on when they started to train. Uh, maybe we didn't have a full and absolute count, and the formality could have taken place later on, as it's mashma in the beginning of in the Bamidbar, in the parish of Bamidbar, in the uh, Chomish, that, and even though that they burned the Pora and they sprinkled on them, uh, that took place before the formal exchange that could have taken place later. I don't know if the Rashi there is a. Uh, clear indication, Rashi doesn't come to mind, but I'm sure the Mepharshim discuss all this and we have to uh, further look into this. Vaviru Sar, and they should uh, pass with a razor. I found in the words of Moshe Darshan, um, why did they have to uh, shave in order to become a toilet, to become clean? Because they were given as an atonement over the Bechoyres. Because the Bechayrus were supposed to be, they were given instead. That is called Avedezorah. That is called the offerings of the dead. Avedezorah. Like you say that, Remember that, so it says that Avedezorah is called the Zivchemesim. So, they um, so they 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 defiled themselves. The bechoyers defiled themselves uh, with zivchei uh, meisim because of the zora. But mitzorei koyru meis also mitzorei is called a meis. His kikun taklachas ki mitzoreim. So just like by mitzorei who was considered who was called a meis. What do we call a, a mitzorei meis? That is from um, from Miriam. 
because by Miriam she was smitten with leprosy, and the Pasik says, Al Noti Kameis, let us not be like a mace. So we see that a Metzoira is compared to a to a mace. That's why Metzoira she was called a mace over there. So therefore he's Kikon Taglachas Kimitzeroim. So they were the fact that they were deflected with idols, they were like Metzoroim. A Metzoira needs to shave. And therefore the Levim who were given a kapar for them needed to shave to atone for the Bukhairis for their sin of Avedizara. Posikhes. So what should they do? Vlokhu par ben bakar. They should take a a young bull, a par ben a ben bakar. Umin chosay together with its meal offering, which is soilus bulunavashavan, which is fine flour made out of wheat mixed in oil. Upar sheni ben bakar, and then a second young bull you take the kachalachatos you take for achatos. So the first one, it doesn't say what it is right here in the in the in the pasuk. Rashi says lochu par ben bakar. So Rashi vuhu oila. That is an oila, even though the pasuk doesn't say there. Commission Emma, because we'll see soon in pasuk base. Ba'asei sechad oila. One of them was made for oila. Upar sheni says Rashi. Now it looks like that all this is part of the drasha of Rabbi Moshe Hadarshin. Uh, Rashi brought down beginning in with Veviru Tar in uh, Posig Zayin that tries to explain some of the activities that took place with the Levim when they were retired them and inaugurate them to become Levim that this is a reference and this has a relationship to the fact that they substituted for the Bechorim and the Bechorim violated Avedizorah and that's why Rashi said before that they required also the shaving as a Metzorah requires shaving and a Metzorah is a Mesa and therefore it, it fits that and it looks like in the next Rashi in, in, in Pasichas we just learned Vlach Hupar Ben Bokor would also be the uh, Korban Oila, uh, as we looked, we see later on, when the Helem Dover in Pashat Shlach, in, Rashi brings down, uh, over there, for a person, for, for a community worshipping Abedizara, the Torah prescribes two Korbanis. So, one of the Korban is an Oila, and one of them is a uh, Chatos. And the Rabbi Shadashin, this is part of his uh, commentary, that that is why we also have here the two, uh, one is an Oila and one is a Chatos. And uh, Parsheni, this Rashi now, is continuing along this uh, idea of Rabbi Shadashin, that he says, now he explains, why does the Torah say Parsheni? The Torah doesn't say Par ben bakar echod or rishin that it says sheni sheni usually has an echod so if it didn't use the lashon echod by the first par it should have just said par ben bakar tikal chatos one par and the other one should be varachatos so Rashi says upar sheni from the drasha of Moshe Adarshin ma Talmud loy mar sheni why does the Torah teach us here sheni. And Rashi answers, This is coming to teach you that Ma Avchatos that just as a korban oila is totally burnt on the mizbeach, 
So also the chatos is also burned totally on the mizbeach. So Parshemi is saying that this is second to the first one. The oil is not, oil is not, is always burnt. And this is to be a second to it and also burnt uh, on the, uh, on the, on the mizbeach and not eaten. Now in the Pasik, Beferish, it doesn't say what we did with this, uh, with this chatos. It just says later on that, uh, so the Torah's Kahan, the Rabbi uh, Shadashin says this is the meaning of a parasheni to uh, that it's being burnt like a oila and not as a normal achatas which is eaten. Uh, so that's what Rashi says, ubizu. And in this statement that he says, the meaning of Arsheni, yes, mach kahanim, there is a leaning to his words in Teres Kahanim, because in Teres Kahanim, he brings down this halacha that this Parsheni, this Parchatos was actually not eaten, but it was actually burnt. But as Rav Moshe Darshan wanted to explain, he wanted to associate uh, this whole idea of the two carbonists, one chatos and one an oila, that this should be the idea of the carbon ne'elam e'ne when the community worships Avedazara, they have to bring both carbonists, an oila and a chatos. And Ramosha Darshan wanted to uh, compare this, so that even though that in our case it was a par, the second one was a chatos, and over there, the second carbon was an, uh, a soyer for the chatos. But the Ramesh Darshan tried to equate this, and he was saying that this is a chatos. However, it's all different than the other chatos, even than that chatos, um, which is discussed in Parshish Shlach, because over there, the chatos is like any other chatos, which is not burnt. But it's but it's but it's uh, but it's eaten for the kahanim the the, the chatos it's kedush kadosh eaten for the kahanim. But he's saying that the parsheni in this case is ben bakar lechatos. So Rashi says that although for this particular aspect that the parsheni that he wants to translate this that it, because it comes as a hemshech uh, that it's an oil it's burnt. It do we do find support bizu the Torah's koyanim, but yet for the other part that he's trying to say that this is the same idea as that chatos uh, and the oilo so Rashi that ani and I say that that this was not related really to. Um, to an atonement, as the um, as the Ramosha Darshan uh, um, contends, and that somehow this is the regular. Uh, okay, there's some changes of here. We bring a par for a bakar, he says, or and we burn this. But Rashi says, I say that this was a only an instruction for the time. This was not the regular. Uh, uh, not the regular for Avedu Zora as the Ramosha Dashan contends because uh, if forget about this fact that the Par Shady was burnt over here besides that fact that was different but 
because from that fact that it was different, that would point also to the Ramesha Darshan, because that's what the Torah has to me, says is a change, but it's the same. But the Rashi point is another difference. So that, and I says, no, this was just brought for that time and not associated with Avedi Zorah, as he says, because had this been a carbon uh, associated with Avedi Zorah, as the Moshe Dashim contends, then they should have brought together with the uh, par, so for the first, for the oiler, there should have been a soy for a chatus. So, not that the fact that this was a par means that this was something separate, not of a desire, and therefore, and it was burned, it was for that time, and it's not really connected to the general uh, idea of a desire, but rather this was the inauguration that took place for uh, the Levim and how they became Levim. By the way, in the Posik, um, Posikut Base, when it talks about it, says, Vasei. Uh, and then it says, So first comes the chatz and the oila, as the din is that always the korma chatz comes before the bar oila. And here the Pasik says, So it says almost that it's a sheni. Now, besides coming to, uh, to the uh, second in the Pasik, uh, which doesn't seem to be a problem because, like later on in Shlach, also it first says a the osu parmin laoila and lechatos, and Rashi explains over there that chatos kedemas laoila in the uh, way that it's done that you first bring a chatos in the oila. But over there, the pasuk we use the lashon echod lechapoyoila veechod lechatos. Here it says parsheni, and in later on pasuk base it says. So first chatos and then oilo. So that makes it even more difficult to understand the Loshno Parshen. I'm explaining the question of the Ramesha Darshan over here. Yeah, but Rashi doesn't have seem an issue. Rashi accepts the issue that Parsheni, this explanation of Ramesha Darshan, that it was burnt because this is from the Teres Kahanim. All what Rashi takes issue with is that uh, what he tries to relate, Rashi says it should have been a Sawyer if it was Avedizora, and therefore it's not Avedizora, but we do learn out that the Parsheni was burnt just like the first one was burnt. Just like the oil was burnt. And you should bring the Levim close to the attentive meeting. And you should uh, gather the entire Jewish community. Because the Levim are given as a offering, as a atonement instead of them. They're like becoming the Korban. They're the Korban of Klal Yisrael. I mean, really for the Bechayim, but it's in a way the Bechayim represent Klal Yisrael. So let them come and stand while their korban is, is becoming sacrificed or becoming holy. They're sanctifying them. And they should lean their hands on them. As the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, And you bring the Levim before Hashem. The Yidin should lean their hands on the Levim. I don't know how it worked, all 600,000 or whatever, yeah, 600,000, 603,550 from 20 and up, they all leaned themselves on the Levim, on the 22,300 
Pasuk Yudalev, Vahinif Aaron is a Levim, and Aaron should lift up the Levim, Tenufa Lifnei Hashem, raising before Hashem, Me'ev's, so he made the waving, you know, Milo made it, maybe up and down in front and back, before Hashem Eiz B'nei Yisrael, from the Yidin, in other words, on behalf of the of the Jewish people, and they will be to serve the service of Hashem. That's how they were sanctified. But how did he how did he lift them? We'll see the Rashi one second. Hey, if Arnes Alvim Tnufa, Kederech Shasham Mitzoyda Ton Tnufa Chai, just like the one who brings the uh, guilt offering for a Mitzoyda, and we said this was done like a Mitzoyda, Ton Tnufa Chai. So the animal has to be. Waved while it's alive. So uh, same thing. The Yidin had to be uh, the 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 Levim had to be lifted, had to be waved. Tnufa. Sholish Tnufa is never to be parshazu. There is three times Tnufa in this section. Harishayna Levinei Kos. The first was for the sons of Kos. The Kach Nemer Bam Vohoyu Lavedis Avedis Hashem. So Tnufa Levinei Hashem. They were serving Avedis Hashem. Why? What is the Avedis Hashem? Because they had the most holiest work, as Rashi says, they had the most holiest work, so that's why they were the first. Ashniya, the second one was Bnei Gershon. That was for Bnei Gershon. That's the Pasuket Gimel is going to say, which was Tenufel Hashem. They still carried some of the holy Yeris or Kurosim. The uh, covers, uh, the bottom covers, and the hooks, and that was seen in the Holy of Holiest. So there was still the Vashlishis in the third time doesn't even say it, uh, um, So that is uh, for the Bnei Let's see in the Pasuk where it says the third time. Um, So, the Yidin placed their hand, I don't know how they raised all the 22,000 Levim over there, uh, it was quite a job, because it says who's supposed to raise them, it says they were raised by Aaron, and they didn't even give him his sons over there, so Aaron himself raised all the 22,000 you know, it'll take, a, it'll take quite a while to raise uh, all those Levim over there. Um, huh? And then it's not just raising them. The uh, tenufa raising it up and down, frontwards and backwards. It was like a, a major job. Um, I guess just to get the twenty-two thousand levim must be real chaotic. Getting six hundred thousand people in front of the tenth of meeting. Pasuk uh, base I mean, it's you have to just you try to visualize this. You know how this actually physically took place. Pasuk Yudbeis. So the levim in turn. They leaned their hands on the heads of the cows. Rashi was talking about before. They made one achatas and one oila. Lashem lechaper alavim to atone for the levim, because the levim atoned for the bechorim. So now we have to atone for the levim. And you place the levim for in front of the son. And you will raise them a raising before Hashem. So this is the second time. And you separate Levim from amongst the Bnei Yisrael, and the Levim should be mine. And the third time is written actually in the Pasik after Sheni, but of the Taka doesn't say Lashem, 
because they didn't even carry, as Rashi indicated before, they didn't even carry anything of the Kodesh. And that's why it just says you raised them a trifle.